Hello, hello. Warm welcome to each and every one of you. What a glorious day. Uh, today, glorious day, the angels among us, part three. Fellow servants and of the brethren are brothers, the prophets. You know, word is that there's no time to waste. This company of angels waiting to go out today is much more serious than th those before them, that came in before them. And here we go as far as, however, in keeping God first in all things, keeping love my aim, priorities, he would have me share first to speak up on a word of encouragement he had me write down a few days ago before I get into the more serious things. Um, word of encouragement. He says, listen to your inner core knowing and use your senses, sense of touch and feel in your spirit, sense of taste and smell, sense of hearing, sense to see. Perceive and understand the truth with your inner sense of knowing right from wrong. Use your common sense and in cooperation with my spirit, learning to apply divine wisdom to your common sense. Working from the inside out enables you to grow. Follow, excuse me, follow in my footsteps as given as your primary example. Listen in on your inner conversation with me. Become more familiar with the real you on the inside. There, These matters are not all that unfamiliar to you. You will come to recognize and identify where you're at with me, by my standards, not in the way of religion. Spiritually attuned in relationship with me, develop your inner sense of knowing who you are in me. In my eyes, I take much pleasure in those who seek a real relationship with me, working from the inside out, not the outside in. And you are more aware of your inner, your inner self, your spirit being, than you seem to realize. Practice. Practice listening. Practice using your spirit senses. It will surprise you what you are doing already. So in that is to remember, the Holy Spirit does teach wisdom, does teach us wisdom, comparing spiritual things with spiritual, and he would have us more aware of our inner core knowing. Um, concerning the angels waiting to go out today, as I said, they're more serious, and the word is, no time to waste, which I get. And so in that is to explain the th what I started explaining last week and go into more detail this week is seeing the angels coming down with chariots of fire. And it, with that are horses of fire. Now for those in, perhaps in question of where that may be in Scripture, um, Elijah experienced this, and it is in Second Kings. It mentions in the second chapter of Second Kings, 
You know, when Elijah was taken up, Elijah explained, he described seeing a chariot of fire and horses of fire. And then there was a whirlwind and Elijah was taken up. In the chapter, in the sixth chapter, um, Elijah, he was giving the king instruction and advice as the Lord was giving him. And his servant, the man, his assistant, that's a better way to put it, his assistant, he was concerned because they came up to a mountain and the enemy's camp had all these chariots and horses surrounded. And his assistant, excuse me, was very stunned, um, startled, discouraged, and said, oh, they they far outnumber us. And in that, Elijah had asked God, here we go, the order of things in the spirit realm. He asked the Father to open his eyes so he could see. And then the assistant, he saw all these chariots of fire and horses of fire around Elijah. So yes, it's already been um, written in scripture concerning these things. One thing I will say before I get into other things, in going through, um, because I like to do research, and in going through the concordance, looking up angels, what surprised me, what struck me, what stuck out to me, was in the Old Testament, seems to be more occurrences and events recorded concerning angels compared to the New Testament. And one thing that struck me was the Old Testament. This was before Christ came, before he came to lay down his life for so many benefits. But in that, it was, he explained it was expedient for him to go, for the Holy Spirit to come, for power to come down on us from on high, the Spirit of God. And so I I took note of that. And so it was more familiar to those in the Old Testament to deal with angels, to be, uh, to actually see them, to interact with them. And this was before, before Christ, before the Holy Spirit. So I found that interesting. At the same time, in the book of Revelation, John explains a lot of things and in the series of events that are explained in Revelation, it's constantly with angels. And here we go, to administer. To, to not to administer, but to manage and supervise the execution of. He also wanted me to finish in the, in the dictionary, the definition. The execution of, the use, the conduct of. Those answered prayers. And so he would also have me touch on conduct, how we conduct ourselves, the need for um, being more careful with our behavior, and to uh, be decent. As explained in Battle One, Battle Cry 1 and 2, you know, the couple that I explained as an example, the woman was acting out in a violent way, but it was provoking the man to respond back with violence. And we see this in the bigger picture. 
which is why I brought bring it up. We see it in the bigger picture, the riots that have happened in last year and going into this year, and you know, not, not so much this year as last year, but provoking people to act out in violence. And there are things we need to be careful of in how we conduct ourselves. And concerning, okay, just a minute here. There are, um, we also have instruction, here we go, instructions from the Father. And it is in Scripture to walk worthy of what he has called us to do. Worthy and being uh, not only in our conduct, our behavior, but also if we can be trusted with little things, he will trust us with much. And that is a lot to consider. Um, concerning the angels now, it was some months back, it could be a year, a year by now, I'd have to look, but I did date it. And he did tell me that I was in for a wonderful surprise. For years, I've wanted to see more detail concerning uh, the angels, concerning the spirit operations. So here I didn't give it much thought. You know, we're in the third dimension. We tend to be dense at times because <laughs> we're in a different dimension and not flowing um, as freely as we would in the spirit realm. There's just no restrictions. And so we are challenged in this realm with our humanness and to connect those dots. So in that, be trusted with little is to be trusted with much. And when the angels, when I first started seeing the angels, I just kept going with the flow because, of course, at the same time, I was dealing with a major download. And it was keeping God first, keeping love my aim, and where all those things fit. So in that, and there's a reason I explain it that way, because here we're going with priorities and using our spirit senses and in cooperation with the Holy Spirit. And yes, grace is a gift, but it takes our willingness to receive and cooperate with that. And so in that, in seeing these chariots of fire, um, they appeared at first, it stunned me, and I cut that off, I'm sorry. So it dawned on me in the density of the third dimension, in working with the angels, getting more familiar with them, talking with them, learning to work more closely with them, has been a whole new experience. And then I realized, what a wonderful surprise. And it went with that word he gave me some months back. Concerning the chariots of fire, what stunned me when I first saw them was the metal. The metal coming through the clouds. And they look like tanks. And since that time, they've been lined up down this street. There's one parked out in the front lawn. And need to explain also... They are here to help me help you. And so even more reason why I am careful in the order that the Father would have me share, that the Lord would have me share because he knows the needs. And in praying for each and every one that tunes in and listens, he knows. He knows what you're asking for. He knows your needs. He knows those desires. 
And so in my interceding by the Spirit, those perfect prayers, it is to complete them. Here we go with the word perfect. Concerning um, the perfect prayers, perfect meaning complete, to complete those prayers in um, with the prayers that you have been asking and to have those complete. He knows the needs, he knows the hearts of his people. And he knows what each one of you are asking for, what each one of you need. And in that, um, last night, I felt a, how can I explain and describe, a deep inner yearning, a yearning, um, more than one person yearning from the depths of the heart. And to assure you, you know, like for me, before I entered new life, when the angels first told me about perfect prayers, I was so thankful, especially in entering that new life, whoever he found to intercede for me, and perhaps more than one person, I am ever so thankful for that. They actually took time out from their day to intercede and release those perfect prayers by the Holy Spirit, and which really affected me personally and entering new life. So in that is with the knowing my awareness in praying and releasing those perfect prayers on the behalf of anyone here listening there the deep inner yearning the groanings on the inside not having the words to express that it is released in that process of perfect prayers making them complete and how precious for the father to do that and to know how to complete those work orders for the angels. So on that note, I would say, you know, even Jesus showed up when he showed up for his ministry. First thing he read in scripture, you know, the anointing of the Lord is upon me to bind up the brokenhearted, to give the oil of joy for mourning, for the spirit of mourning, spirit of heaviness, and ashes for uh, beauty for ashes, like the phoenix, you know, and to consider, oh, I wasn't planning to say that there, but he, what he did is for others to consider this, because we're coming up to Christmas, the birth of Christ, without getting into the arguments of when he was born, the point is he was born, came here on earth. And in so doing, he fulfilled the failings of Israel. Example, one woman had an issue of blood for 12 years. And when she was healed, she touched his, the hem of his garment. And he instructed her, go to the priest and give testimony. Because these things should have already been done. She was a daughter of Abraham. These things were known within uh, Israel daughter of Abraham she shouldn't have gone on that long with an issue that issue of blood so that is one example in fulfilling the failings of Israel these were things that should have already been activated and uh, operating in the priesthood during that time and of course now in having the Holy Spirit power from on high 
to everyone across the board, not just the kings, the priests, and the prophets. And so with these chariots of fire, um, I do need to get to that um, because there's so much being done on our behalf, truly so much. Emmanuel, God is indeed with us, and there is so much going on. But we're in a time now where there has not been that much really discussed and taught on angels. And so he would have me share this as far as firsthand experience with those that I have seen and talked with and understand what they're here for. Chariots of Fire. Concerning that, you know, the divine weaponry in bringing them here on earth. And like I said, they're lined up. They already went out. They were lined up down the street. Up to now, for months, I've been hearing a rumbling in the earth, in the spirit. And these are people waking up. And as mentioned before, the corporate body as a whole, to the four corners of the earth, start sat up, but is lightheaded. With the need to get its bearings. And so in that is to understand more of the spirit operations, what else being done on our behalf. And of course, personally, individually, each one of us, need to be rooted and grounded in love. And again, he would have me emphasize that again with the need to be careful with our behavior, our conduct. He would have us behave decently. And with these chariots of fire, they sent out, okay, I heard them rumbling, coming up, coming down from heaven on earth, coming on the earth, and they're all over now. Um, rumbling up the street and then I watched some going down different streets and in different cities and I mentioned before as far as seeing the domes over different communities and cities and covered with the supernatural bubble the Holy Spirit but what I see with these chariots of fire that look like tanks that I thought you know they look like tanks meaning fire um, blasting cannons, but these are fire. Um, what I see is around each dome, they are circling these domes with extra weaponry. And again, with fire, God is also known as the consuming fire. In Revelation, John describes seeing Jesus, his eyes were flames of fire. And it is to be a spirit of fire. And he, of course, he was a son of fire, son of the virgin, son of fire. And so as these, as I saw them coming down from heaven, when they were first coming down, bringing in the big guns, uh, was also with horses of fire. And it was a whole, uh, what do I, a whole company, a whole army. And it is, they are here to work together with his army here on earth. And with our need to work together with them in harmony, becoming more aware. As I saw this entourage, <laughs> the uh, chariots, what I consider tanks, with the cannons and with the horses. I also saw catapults and it was coming up on rollers on wheels. 
And in that I saw a few fired from heaven through the clouds. And I will tell you, it surprised me. It was the next day, I think, or two days later, there were, these were catapults launching balls of fire. And it surprised me uh, the day or two days later to hear in the news that there were fireballs that were seen in California, Oregon, Idaho, Nevada. Then the next day, they were seen on the eastern coast. I saw a report, um, I think it was this morning, could have been last night, I was spending a lot of time in intercession. But there's other fireballs being being seen in Canada. You know, and here we go with fire. There is a proverb that says, you know, concerning those rebellious, lying children, keep heaping coals of fire upon their head. And these are fire. And I had mentioned before, as far as being brought up to the mountain of God and walking on the coals of fire, walking on them is his word. He had asked me before bringing me to these coals. He asked me straight out, what is more important, my word or experience? And of course, he would have us live his word. But it's by his word that we are able to here we go, pull out that level and make sure we're a bubble on plum and make sure we're not being deceived in what we are experiencing and to make sure where that lines up. And so with that, walking on the coals of fire, which I did say his word, and in that he brought me to experience his word in the coals of fire. It is his word. And so um, there is another prophet... I don't know if it was Jeremiah, but it was one of them. And he, an angel had put a coal, coal of fire on his lips to cleanse his mouth, to purify the words he spoke, which is interesting. I Here we go with fire. There is a lot of fire and to heap the coals of fire on someone's head. And it's to do it, here we go with behavior and conduct, in the spirit of love. I had a one of the grand grandsons. He was 16 and he was, I called him my little twit and let him know that no matter how old he got, I would always lovingly call him my little twit. And he, which means a slight irritation. He was one of those, you give him an inch, he didn't push for a mile, he pushed for two. And it was to continue walking in love towards him. And he finally came to me, he was 16, and he was just exasperated. And he's like, Grandma, why? Why do you keep loving me? I give you every reason not to, and yet you do. You keep loving me. And I would always speak the truth. And so I let him know, you know, God is pure, unadulterated love. And to be at one with him is to be at one with love. It is to be love. And being that God is love, he can't help but love us. That's who he is. But as I explained to my grandson, didn't mean I liked what he did. Always liked what he did, but I would always love him. 
and that he would come to understand more of that when he got older, which he has, which he certainly has. Um, but with that, you know, heaping those coals of head on people, on people's head, on it is in the spirit of love, speaking truth, and to do so in the flow of grace. There was something he showed me because to understand what else I need to share here, he had shown me a year or two ago. He had the people; they were not prepared and made ready for this hour. And of course, a lot of things have unfolded. And in that, it was seeing flames of fire over the heads of the people, and it was like the lake of fire, not at their feet, but ab- above their head. It was to see it upside down. And so, this is what's been happening with the need to receive his words of fire, words of truth. In that, in the fire, going out, um, in seeing these chariots around the different communities, okay, never mind. He said, don't go there, so that's fine. But concerning... um, He did let me know that those in bigger platforms giving news talking heads spokesmen he said there would be talking heads losing their senses which again up to now we thought things were crazy they're about to get crazier still but with the need to stay in tune with what God is doing his word by his spirit and with the heavenly network of angels And in that, he did say, you know, talking heads. He also called them talking bobs, you know, and it does include in the church. Unfortunately, it does. Those with platforms that are speaking, there are those who are going to lose their senses, sense of direction, sense of right and wrong. Unfortunately, um, lose their senses. This ought to be interesting. And so in that is also a word he gave me in 1994, the fall of 1994, as he was preparing me and making me ready for this hour. And so it definitely applies now to the bigger picture. Head knowledge. Speaking heads. Their head knowledge. Head knowledge will no longer succeed, let alone survive, against spirit knowledge. And so... When we use our spirit senses and using that uh, discernment in practice and developing our senses and to grow, it is to not let go of common sense. Talking heads are going to lose common sense. They're going to lose their senses. And this is something we need to be careful of and what we listen to and how. And to always be spiritually in tune. Spirituality is indeed essential and that need is becoming more predominant in this time and becoming more clearly. I mean, here we go. Um, Oftentimes, third dimension, we can be dense. We don't recognize, you know, our needs. Oftentimes, we're brought to recognize our needs in order to receive them. And so in that is the need to uh, flow in the Spirit. 
flow in the spirit and to be aware of our spirit senses and again we're given we're given free will we have the right to choose whether or not to listen you know so it would be with forewarning to those who may be sitting on the fence things considering what's still coming um I'm being quiet for a moment In discerning, discerning good and evil, and here we go again, there are things he would have me bring up, and I look forward to this because I want to hear it too. Um, He would, the spiritual meat, because he would have me share meat as he brought me to experience and know firsthand by him. And so Jesus did say, you know, blessed are those who upon his return are found serving meat. And again, meat is for, spiritual meat is for the mature, but even those who are exercising their senses, discerning between good and evil. And so it is to encourage everyone to just uh, tune in and listen. Your spirit senses and practice. Um, and real quick, when I was in a Bible study from the beginning in new life there was a woman her name was miriam older woman she shared something you know i was thinking practice 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 but she made the comment you know the lord enjoys playing games in a good way to help us practice and she had explained as far as you know here we go in everyday life day to day and to even ask for that direction the guidance using our senses Say if we go into a parking lot, if we want front row parking, or like in the case with me and Dave, I make sure I park far out so he can get his walks besides other things, but to get the walk in. So I don't, I don't park that close. But she was saying, you know, go with the inner guidance, practice using your senses in driving in a parking lot and make that request known. Do you want front parking, or where would you, where would you like to park? And and listen for that direction. It's something I do to this day. It helps, and to keep those senses sharp, it helps. On that note, I will post. Uh, I will write out, type out the word of encouragement that I was given, that I started out at the beginning. I will post it in the group, and pin it. And for those who may come to listen to this later on YouTube or the podcast, um, you're more than welcome to join the group. Uh, it's realspirituality.net, spelled out. However, you can also also go to the website, realspirituality.net. There is a link for the Facebook group there. Not a problem. And so on that note, I will close it there. Have a great day, a glorious day, and a glorious rest of the week. If God is for us, who can be against us? Consider all those things in operation on our behalf. And in answer to those many, many prayers, healing and health in the name of Jesus, removing rocks of offense out of the way of the miraculous, and catch you next week. See you then.